Hello, 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 savvy mom, savvy savers, savvy money makers. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? This is Elkie, CEO and founder of Savvy Moms Unite, Career Prosperity Catalyst. I'm coming here to you today, um, <laughs> doing a long-awaited, at least for me, um, podcast session on um, all things that are going on COVID-19 related, particularly around our finances and just our mental health during this time. Um, I always believe that your your mind, your your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions are all connected to our relationship with money. I feel very strongly about that, have felt that for a very long time. Um, I base this on research that I've done. I've based this on my client interactions. I've based this on my own personal journey and walk with um, trying to get my finances in order and making things happen in my life with very little income to having made the most money that I've ever made in my life. Um, and I just think about the periods during those um, struggles, what was going on in my life. So imagine we are all going and being impacted by a major, major event. Um, you know, COVID-19 being a pandemic, it's not anything I've seen in my lifetime, how the impact has spanned so many different uh, um, groups of people, walks of life, Gen, you know, it's, it, it doesn't have a, a particular um, group. It's just targeting. It's targeting a lot of people. Um, and yes, there are certain groups in our country and beyond who are more susceptible um, to what this disease could um, infect, this virus, I should say, can do. But I mean, in terms of like the const- the the residual effects of it, it's affecting a lot of people. Um, and a lot of the working class people. So what I want to address here is, um, these are the times where we don't want to get so, so, um, we don't want to come to a point where we can't deal with the money issues that we could be experiencing. Um, this is not a time to hide. This is not, not a time to, you know, cover our head with the sheets and just bury ourselves. This is really a time where we could be doing some things that it may seem small. It may seem like it's not having a big impact, but daily doing these things actually could help you in the long run. Um, as someone who's dealt with a lot of you know, interesting, I should say, financial situations. One of the things that I always recognize is that when in those moments of hardship and trials, I've learned my best money lessons. Um, I recall, you know, when I first moved out to Georgia, um, I was full-time entrepreneur. I had some money in savings um, that I brought with me and I had no other additional income coming in. I literally was living off of what I saved and what I brought with me when I moved. And I was very blessed to be living with my um, partner at the time. And, um, you know, he was helping with a good chunk of the bills, but I took care of all my personal bills. The household bills, uh, for the most part, were his responsibility, but I assisted with things like the food and the utilities, um, but paid all my own personal bills. 
And that was a struggle because I had no additional income coming in. I hadn't really started making money off the business because it was I was just in its first year officially. So I was really on struggle. <laughs> and it was hard. It was really hard to live in. In those moments, it's where I learned my hardest lessons. Like, even when I started working, you know, I had to I had to say, you know what, I got to go get a job. And I got to get a job that, you know, I haven't had um, the pay rate wasn't even anything that I gotten in over 15 years. Like, it had been 15 to well, 20 years, I should say, where I was making minimum wage. And I had to go get a minimum wage job. Because I needed to make money. And we're in a very different time now because even those jobs are not as readily available, right? Um, so we're, we're having to deal with a whole different dynamic. But I remember like when st- things started getting really rough and my savings was about to run out, I was like hustling. I went and you know did a work from home job that paid seven. 25 an hour it was paying minimum wage in Georgia um I I had that I had two work from home jobs um that I had to like get a laptop on credit (laughs) at the time and don't do this guys but yes I maxed out many credit cards but I ended up buying I had had a best buy credit um card at the time and so I bought one of the laptops that I needed um, specifically to do this work from home job. And I ended up getting, and I was able to write it off. So just so you know, but I got the laptop, you know, bought the heads. They gave me the headset that I needed. They sent me the headset that I needed and I was able to do that one. And then I ended up getting another work from home opportunity. So I was doing two work from home jobs that when I tell y'all paid so little, like there were times where I was making like, $50 a week because they didn't give, sometimes I wouldn't get enough hours, um, just to make enough, but I, it was gas money. It was food money. It was whatever I needed at the time. And so I was doing that. I was driving Lyft, um, to make extra cash. I was doing hair. (laughs) Um, I literally was doing anything I could to make extra money. And what it taught me was like, even in the moments where things are okay, because some people might be okay at this time. I'm not going to, you know, say that there are not people doing okay. There's some people who are doing okay at this time. I still, till this day, always feel multiple streams of income are important because I knew what I had to do back then to make ends meet. I had to do several different things for me to make ends meet and still keep afloat. So I still have that mindset till this day. I have a full-time job. I have the business. I still do hair. I've cooked, you know, I've cooked meals and, and sold it to people. I've done things to make extra money. I've looked at at work from home opportunities in addition to what I do because I just feel like there's always... there's always time to make a buck Um, and keep yourself in a place where you're not, you're not covering your head and hiding away from these opportunities to learn in this, in the midst of a crisis. There's, 
there's so many different things we can do at this time. There's services we could provide that are essential. I think of people who have businesses that were boutiques and now they're making masks um, for healthcare workers. They're donating some and selling some um, to help. You know, they're pivoting. Um, I'm thinking about, uh, you know, people who are just like, you know, I just need to provide an essential service because people need it. And people are still, people are still buying stuff. As you can see, we can't go to the store as often as we're used to, but online shopping has increased so greatly, um, because we, we, we now rely on so much deliveries because we're not able to exit our homes in the way that we do. So imagine like if you are someone who makes a product, how online uh, um, support might be a way to go now because shopping in the store, which we already knew was declining. We've seen stores, you know, shift and move to online. Now we're like really in a, in a situation where online shopping is like the go-to for stuff. Food delivery is the go-to for stuff. If you make food, you make good food. People are looking for opportunities to have healthy meals. Um, and want to eat healthy. I know if like, if I had a meal delivery service, um, that was, you know, I knew their practices were good. You know, we got to be careful of that, but they were doing like healthy options. So I wouldn't have to cook because, oh my God, I'm sick of cooking. That would be awesome, you know, to provide. So it, it, it might, it might produce the most creative money sources for you at this time if you just sit and think about what can I do you know I might be at a loss in other things I may not be able to walk into my office anymore and and do that type of job but maybe there's something I could do at home that I could provide a service that is necessary for folks who need it um, I know more than ever we need financial literacy now because people are in some really dire situations. People are on their last checks in some cases. People are in situations where their savings is about to run out. I totally get that, but we still need to to do the best that we can to learn and to grow and to prosper in these moments because it's important. Um, I don't see... I don't see me stopping what I was doing before. It just makes me more motivated to do it. So I I think it was about two years ago now, I had come up with this um, cute name um, for a savings. You know, a lot of financial experts and, and counselors will tell you, you know, you need to have an emergency fund, right? You're preparing for that emergency. You're preparing for that emergency. And I always feel like terms and and, and the way we connect um, to different phrases is important. I always feel that whatever we speak out of our mouth, it is what we manifest. So I was like, why am I always preparing for an emergency? If I'm always preparing for an emergency, am I putting myself in this situation where I'm like, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm waiting for something to go wrong. So I was like, well, what if I called it a blessing fund? So when I need a blessing or I need to bless someone else, I'm going to create this fund that I'm putting money into every paycheck, whether that's 10% of my income, 5%, 25%, whatever I decide. I'm going to create this account as this opportunity to grow my what would have been an emergency fund so that when I need to bless myself I can bless myself um and I came about I came about it when 
I was, you know, I, I talk about, you know, the year of transformation for me where I was going through a lot financially. My, you know, ex had moved out. I was, the bills were all on me. Um, at this point I was paying the rent by myself, utilities, everything plus my, my personal bills. And I was not making nearly as much as I did when I lived in Massachusetts. I, I had taken pretty much a 40% pay cut at the time. And so, um, I'm here, you know, making less than what I'm used to and trying to survive. And um, I remember saying to myself, you know, I have to figure out a way to still save money, even in these moments, because I don't want to ever be at the mercy of someone else. And when I say mercy, I'm talking about, um, you know, it was like two months after he moved out. Um, I had gotten this new opportunity and it was going to make me the money I needed to live comfortably. Um, and a week into the job, I get sick and I can't return to work two days. You know, I'm three days in, can't return to work for two days. And I'm thinking I'm coming back to a job on a Monday and the job is gone. They gave it to someone else and I'm having to wait to get another opportunity. So in the midst of waiting, which was like close to a month, I lose my car that I just started financing. Like the car was not even six months old. Um, I, I get the car repoed, um, a brand new car <laughs> that is less than six months old. Um, I'm about to lose my apartment and I'm going to social services to get assistance. And they deny me. They're like, no, you don't qualify. Or they keep delaying my paperwork. Like it was just a mess. Um, so I'm like, I call all these other social service organizations. I call churches because all I needed at the end of the day, guys, to pay my rent initially was about a hundred dollars. And I was too embarrassed to ask family members to borrow it. So it got to the point where the, all the late fees and all the additional fees amounted to $400, and I was just trying to get another 300 from somewhere. And I remember calling the church and they were like, we don't have any money for you. Um, you're just going to, I'm sorry, we're just strapped. We don't even have enough to spread. And this was like, you know, I called, I think United Way not, uh, 411. And those were some of the services they they suggested. And none of the places I called could help me out. They were like, well, you need $300 to match what we're going to give you. Well, if I had $300, boo, I would have paid the rent. Like, hello. So, you know, it was just a very heartbreaking experience. And I remember saying to myself, I never want to be in this situation again. I will be my own bailout. And that's when I came up with the the concept of the the blessing fund. I'm like, I want to be my own blessing because I can't go to other folks to get assistance. Well, we're in a very different time where they're willing to give assistance to many, which is unheard of. I've never seen us be this in this country, be this lenient when it comes to providing social services to people, your average American. So I'm, it's a very different time, but I still am of the mindset that you want to be in a position to bless yourself. So for those of us who are in good positions, we still have jobs, we're still making money somehow. If you, you know, are qualifying for this stimulus check, I would say put that in a blessing fund. 
don't don't use it readily if you don't have to. Let that be a blessing for something to come soon. Um, invest it in something that's going to make you more money. Um, put it in, into something that you know will generate more income for you. Don't just take the money and um, just blow it. Uh, it really be serious about it. For those of us who that's going to be something that's going to pay some bills and we really rely on it, do what you got to do. You got to you got to live right. This is the time to negotiate, negotiate with your with your creditors, negotiate with your your bills. Um, if you can, uh, they're a little more understanding now because everybody's going through it. I mean, we're looking at the car industry taking a major hit because people are not going out to buy cars. You, normally, for the most part, you are going to a dealer to go see a car, test drive it, talk to a salesperson and spend that time on a Saturday or whatever day you go to look at a car. People are not doing that anymore. Cars are not even being manufactured at the level that... Um, they used to. So what does a what does a dealer want to do? They want to keep your business, right? They want to keep you as a customer, especially if you're paying directly to them. Negotiate. They they can't stand to lose you. Um, especially if you have problems paying. They want they want to keep you. It's not it's not it's not an incentive for them to lose customers at this time. So negotiate. Um, car insurances. I know many major car insurance companies are giving people 15% credit because we're not driving as we used to. Um, we don't have, uh, we don't have the, the luxury of, of going places that we used to. So our, our driving is down. They can't, you know, it doesn't make sense, right. To charge us the fees that they would charge because there's less accidents. Um, so that, you know, call your, Call your insurance company if they're willing to break up your payments or whatever. Mortgage companies, they understand now because people are in a very different place. Call and see if they're willing to at least work with you. I know some aren't giving the best deals and I get it. They're they're tacking on the payments in two months um, and doubling your payments. So I know that's really difficult, but maybe make you partial payments, even with your renters. I know my apartment complex has offered that as an opportunity to assist those families who are really going through it. So do what you can in these moments. Um, but also think ahead. We're going to get out of this. We're going to move beyond this stage. And when we move beyond this stage, where do you want to be standing? Do you want to be standing on the other end where you're good? You've already put some money-making opportunities in place. You've already developed ideas on how to take care of your bills. You've budgeted enough to make sure that you're okay out of this. Like you're not having to to pay so much in extra um, bills, like you are good. I mean, it's forced us to be more mindful of even our food. Yes, I know my food budget has gone up a little bit because my daughter is now home with me all day. So I have to cook multiple meals. But I've even in that time, I've had to say, okay, what can I do to spread our meals further? I know that, you know, I have to do breakfast, lunch and dinner, but what can we do to assist us so that we can stretch out our meals that I'm not in the grocery store every two days. Um, and just have a real frank conversation with my daughter, like, girl, we can't be eating like this, <laughs> you know, like we got to be very mindful that, 
um, whatever I'm spending on food to cook, it should last us longer. Like we should be better and being healthier. Like it's really encouraged me to think about my health a little bit more because I know that prior to this, I was eating crazy. Like I was eating crazy shit. And I had to say to myself, you know, I'm not happy with my weight gain. I'm not happy with how I'm feeling. And this is the time to like really hunker down and do better. And so maybe it's, we're really being mindful of the food we're eating because I want to make sure our immune system is strong. I want to make sure that we're healthy. I want to walk out of this home on the first day of freedom, (laughs) as I call it. But, you know, the first day that we're really allowed to just go back to introducing ourselves outside more and being outside more to be a more healthy understanding of living and not, you know, just be recluse and just overeat and overdo it and not be healthier. Like, I'm like, I want to be able to walk around and breathe easier and not feel like when did would I go up and fly the stairs? Like, these are important things. And so during this time, like when you're cooking, what are you cooking for your family? What are those healthy options that you can still incorporate and still be on a budget? Um, how important is that for your family at this time? Like this, it just, for me, um, I've had my moments. I won't lie to you. I'm not sitting here telling y'all false narratives about being positive. And, you know, if you think positive, everything else is going to work out in your life. I still believe that our thoughts are are so important in our energy around money, around emotions, around family, around relationships is really important. I believe that and still believe that. But I also know we have feelings. We have moments of, of despair. We have moments where we're struggling to make it and emotionally having trouble and mo- and not and being unmotivated. But this is the time to, to really cling on to your, your f- closest friends and family. Technology is out there for us. If you need to talk to, like, if you need to run an idea by a family member and say, listen, I'm trying to do this because I want to, you know, have this opportunity work out now and beyond, talk to some people. There are people, people are available. If anything, people are more available than they've ever been. This is the time to like commute, like commune together and get together and, and share ideas, share thoughts, cry on the phone if y'all need to, laugh, joke, like whatever y'all need to do. This is the time and truly utilize it because once we're back to normal, I mean, people are going to go back to their habits and we're going to be too busy to talk on the phone anymore. Enjoy this time. Seriously, this is really like what made me the happiest the other day is my family just did a random Zoom meeting. Random. Um, One of my nieces was like, I miss you guys. I want to talk to everybody. Let's do a Zoom meeting. Awesome. 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 It was last Sunday. Um, I, you know, everybody was home. Everybody got on, even my parents who are not tech savvy. It was really amazing to see them on video because I haven't been able to see them often on video. I talked to my sister. My sister is mostly on FaceTime, but it was so great to see them on video laughing and smiling and seeing my nieces and, and, and nephews, seeing my brothers and sisters. Just it was so amazing to see them on the call and just talk and laugh and, and just really kiki with each other. And, you know, everybody was doing different things. I was cooking. I was making, you know, seafood ball because I love me some seafood ball. And I mean, I will drop some money on some seafood ball, but I was 
like, because I'm home and I can't go to my favorite restaurant, I'm going to do my best <laughs> to make it myself. So I'm there making it. They're asking me about the recipe. And so I'm, you know, it was just so great to engage with them and laugh and joke and, and just, you know, cut up on each other like we would if we were in the same room. So we decided like that we're going to do weekly Zoom meetings because it just helps to boost your, boost your system, boost your, your, your positive mode, boost your, boost your self sense of self. Like you, you connecting with your closest people. Um, it's so amazing. I know some people have really had a hard time and, and I know that for me was like the, you know, it was a game changer. It was what I needed to boost my, myself. So this, there's so many things we could do at this time to really encourage each other and really and push each other at this time. Um, I'm still in the midst of like doing different things with my business. And I joined a, a mastermind process to do it because I was like, I need, this is the time I'm sitting down. I'm not running off to do something. If, if this is not the time for me to get my ass in check, this is the time. (laughs) And so I was like, I'm going to join this. Yes. I'm going to spend the money because it's an investment in me. It's not an investment. Um, it's an investment in me. It's an investment in, in, in a business that I feel very strongly about. And I know it's going to do what it needs to do for the women that I've been working hard to serve. And that is my single mamas. Cause I know we out here, we out here going through it and it's, it's, you know, we don't have the, the partner to lean on not necessarily in all situations. We got to do this ourselves. And so I want to continue to encourage my single moms out there to really use this time to like, look for other opportunities to really hustle hard because there's people who need us. There's people who need what we got. And there's people who just want to encourage you words. Sometimes just call your sister up and say, you okay, boo, let's talk. Like we just need to do that. And I just want to encourage you at this time that keep pushing, keep going, keep, you know, keep and give yourself grace. If you need to go in the corner and cry, if you need to cry on the shoulder of somebody, do it. It's okay. No one's going to get mad at you because we all need that right now. So thank you so much, my my savvy moms, my savvy savers, savvy money makers. Let's keep being savvy during this time. Let's keep being motivated. Let's keep being strong as much as we can. And also, let's just keep being okay to ourselves and real with ourselves when we need to. So thank you all. You can continue to follow me here on Anchor, iTunes, whatever platform you're listening on this uh, the podcast. You can also follow uh, my page, Savvy Moms Unite, my business page on Facebook. And if you are a single mom, single woman looking to change money in your life, you can join my Facebook group called Savvy Money Mindset. Thank you so much. I love you all. Have a wonderful and blessed day.